Kanti Mweketi on SAFM. 20 past 9 it is on uh, the talking point and uh, in our thinking point today we want to talk about uh, the economic impact of any possible stricter uh, restrictions because we know that uh, the acting president David Mabuza is expected to meet uh, today with the coronavirus command council. The number of COVID-19 cases continues to increase and there are fears that this could lead to stricter restrictions which businesses in various sectors have warned uh, against and uh, have emphasized they can afford for more on the likely economic impact of a tighter lockdown, if at all. We're joined by Duma Kobule, who is uh, the founding director at the Center for Economic Development and Transformation. Morning, Duma. Uh, thank you so much for making the time uh, to talk to me today. So, uh, you know, our acting president has that ever important meeting today uh, with the Coronavirus Command Council. We know that uh, government was hoping uh, for a 70% level of uh, vaccination by this time of the year. We know that we never even made that and uh, we also know that Omicron Omicron is here and the numbers are increasing daily. So what would the impact be, if at all, of an economic uh, uh, lockdown again? KG, you know, I've never supported these lockdowns from the start. And um, number one, on public health grounds. You know, um, the lockdown hasn't hadn't had any um, public health benefits because if you look at the latest statistics, we are number 18 in the world um, in terms of um, infections. We are number 14 in the world in terms of, um, in terms of um, deaths. Um, we are also number 14 in the world in terms of um, deaths per 100,000 people. And I was reading a survey in Tank which ranked um, 116 countries according to the effectiveness of their um, uh, response to the pandemic, and we were ranked 86. And Rwanda was um, ranked 7. And what Rwanda stood out for me about the Rwandan uh, thing, they have 60,000 community health workers who are in communities in Rwanda uh, spreading the message on... Um, and, you know, compliance with uh, COVID and so forth, yeah. So um, I just think that um, our there are other ways. And then the second thing I want to say is that um, it, I think the consensus in South Africa now that um, the lockdown didn't flatten any curve. It just delayed the curve by two or three weeks, as Professor Mahdi has argued um, in his um, writings, yeah. So I don't see the benefit of having a blanket lockdown, but we must have sensible restrictions, as we have in other countries. And that's what I would say, yeah. yeah. Sensible financial decisions. Some of them, KG, made no sense whatsoever. The ban on alcohol, yeah. the ban on cigarettes, and yeah. so forth. They just made no sense whatsoever. So we must have like sensible restrictions on super spreader events. You remember last year at this time under the beta virus and the beta variant, um, we had those um, raids in the KZN, which uh, started the... The, the second wave in KZN. And so we, we mustn't have those things during the festive season. So I would say we must have sensible restrictions, but no lockdown. And then the final thing I want to say is that our government locks down the economy without providing a financial relief to the people who will be affected by the lockdown. If you remember on the 30th of May, um, sorry, on the end of April, the government ended the social relief of distress grant. On the 30th of May, President Ramaphosa announced a lockdown adjusted level two. Five weeks later, we saw the 
July riot in KZN and Gauteng. So, I mean, you can't put, we've lost 2.1 million jobs since the start of the lockdown. It is painful. When I went to my mall this last weekend, um, on the Sunday, people were scared. They were asking me, is the president going to lock down the country again? Mm. And they were scared for their jobs. I could see the fear on the people's faces, you know. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of jobs, of course, Duma, we uh, here we are facing this astronomical unemployment rate in our country. Uh, and of course, that equally, uh, you know, supports your argument that we should mm. never have any stricter lockdown. How do we turn this unemployment issue around uh, as we approach 2022 uh, to hopefully give some hope to young people in our country? You know, um, I just wrote a column in Business Day about this. It's a 77% unemployment rate for youth, 51% for Africans, 55.6% for African females, 54.5% in the Eastern Cape and Limpopo. This is a national disgrace at KG. We have to do something about it. So I've looked at the data over the past 27 years. When there's a clear relationship between government spending and the performance of the economy. And when the government was spending and investing in its people between 2004 and 2008, we created um, 3.1 million jobs. And employment in South Africa went up from 11.7 million to to 14.8 million people. And we were investing in our economy. Our public investment was increasing by 14.2% a year, and government consumption spending was increasing by almost 5% a year. So what we... So all I'm saying is that we have to go back towards the government investing in these people and stopping these suicidal austerity policies. South Africa does not have a debt problem. South Africa can pay. South Africa can afford to invest in its people and its infrastructure and make this a country that we're proud of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, uh, we just came out of uh, the Reserve Bank and uh, the Reserve Bank governor uh, in- increasing interest rates for us about a week or so uh, be- before we got into mm-hmm. the fourth wave. Was that a wise decision? No, it makes no sense. So you have the the National Treasury announces an austerity budget with cuts um, over the next um, three years. And then soon after that, the Reserve Bank announces an increase in interest rates. I saw uh, forecasts by one of the accounting firms. They're forecasting by 2024, 300 basis point increase in in, um, interest rates. So this is a guaranteed policy. The, the ANC government lost, got a hiding in the elections recently, 46% thing. So by the time of the next election, unemployment is now 12.5 million. By the time of the next election, um, it will be above 50% for people of all races. It will be heading towards 14 million unemployed people. These policies are guaranteed, KG, to result in higher unemployment here. Yeah. And uh, in truth, though, we are in a way still uh, under lockdown, le- uh, 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 at level one, it may be, uh, but it still yeah. comes with a couple of restrictions. For example, no travel uh, from midnight to 4 a.m. But that, uh, that travel actually uh, impacts a lot of, uh, for example, trucks that uh, make goods travel uh, in our country and through to the rest of the African continent. Do you think that we should completely let go of all of these uh, uh, restrictions, these lockdown restrictions? 
You know, this one, the one, the night one, right from the beginning and the, the, the curfew, I just thought I didn't see the point of it. Um, I can see why you want to close restaurants a little bit earlier, but to have a lockdown between 12 and 4 makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. 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 Okay. We'll leave, we'll leave it here. And uh, thank you very much for, for your time, Duma. Thanks, KG. Yeah. Thank you. Duma Kubule is uh, the founding director at the Center for Economic Development and Transformation. We'll see.